0: Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzos growing in your yard, garden or barn. You've done it right, you see.
1: How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzos Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. Uh, today we are doing a pre-recorded episode, so we are not taking any phone calls, but that's just fine. We're gonna talk with, uh, my good friend, Chris Owings, about, uh, a topic. We'll get into here in just a moment. But if you uh, find yourself listening to this show uh, today and you uh, did want to ask a question, you can always reach out to us at zamzos.com. Just email us, zamzos at zamzos.com, or you can reach out to us on Facebook. And uh, those all come to me, and I will answer your questions really anytime you ask them. I have taken <laughs> I take uh I take uh questions uh pretty late at night sometimes. <laughs> a lot of times though I, I tend to wait till the morning. Anyway, we have Chris Owings in studio with us today. Chris, how's it going? Yeah, it's going very well. So, Thanks. For appreciate me. you uh coming in and talking to me today about uh uh some lawn stuff. We're gonna get into some lawn a lawn situation. When we're recording this we're uh just about uh, a week into some heat uh, in in this particular year, uh, and it's it's something that happens in Idaho. <laughs> Eventually, it, it gets hot. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter. You know, it could be March, it could be July when it finally gets hot. Um, and it's but it's, so it's going to happen. And one of the things that we've noticed over the years is uh, we have this uh, this situation that tends to uh, appear. Uh, you know that first almost it seems like that first day that it gets to ninety, uh, or you know even hotter. Uh, you know sometimes it just jumps right up to a hundred. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we miss spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, what we what we t- kind of tend to call it around here at Zamzos is we call it lawn crash, and that's where uh you know we we when we have a spring the the lawn's looking really good the weather's cooler uh we've got you know it's not super hot we've got a lot of rain coming or you know just enough rain and uh you know we've fed the lawn we've done a little bit of stuff but really uh the lawn looks really good without doing a whole lot to it um and i think that's uh, uh kind of goes along with you know the types of grass that we grow here in Idaho being them uh cool season grasses. Right. And yeah. uh so our cool season grasses that we grow are you uh typically are gonna be perennial ryegrass, Kentucky bluegrass, and uh red fescue. I can't think of other cool season grasses that we really tend no, no, to grow. No, really. I think those are kind of the standards. Um, and that's opposed to a warm season grass. That's going to be something like zoysia grass, Bermuda grass. Those are typically grown in the South, much warmer climates. We don't typically grow them here uh, for a lot, of, a lot of reasons. We're not going to get into that today. But um, So the cool season grasses like cooler temperatures. And so those are the times of year, like spring and fall, those are the times of years where they perform the best and And seem to do a lot with very little, I don't know is that that's is that kind of how you look at it, Chris yeah, definitely. they are happy
2: when we are seventy and <clears throat> excuse me seventy and eighty degrees, and get
1: quite miserable in the <laughs> i mean, they, yeah they, they really they want to
2: go dormant,
1: yeah, they want to uh they they stress and uh it's you know you know when I grew up in Portland this time of year. Uh, that hot time of year, uh, you know, people didn't really water their lawns when I was growing up. I think it's changed now, but in some of those older places, older neighborhoods in Portland, where they don't have uh, irrigation, uh, you know, it's the lawn gets watered when it rains. Mm-hmm. And it rains a lot in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then in the summer, uh, you know, it goes dormant. But the thing, the thing that's really different about Idaho. In Portland there's a lot of things obviously (laughs) Uh, but when it comes to lawn care is that that time frame in Portland is very short right so it's maybe a month uh, a month and a half long really where you've got this period of no no rain coming Um, and even then uh, you know it it still could rain at any moment almost Uh, but here in Idaho like we can almost guarantee for a good two to three months we're going to have little to no rainfall, right? Um, and that's just too long for a cool season grass. And that's one of, the, one of the interesting things about Idaho is that you know we're kind of like this middle uh, of the road between both things, right? It's it's we're not hot enough all year for warm season grasses, but we're too hot, right, that <laughs> for an months. entire year of cool season grass. So so we have this really interesting. Uh, you know kind of ecosystem it's it's it 's fascinating i i I kind of geek out on it um, and you 're a you 're a learned man you went to college i 'm sure you 're <laughs> a learned man, yes <laughs> interested in that sort of stuff so we, can, we, we we find that we we as soon as we get hot we we get this lawn crash the lawn 's been doing great, and then as soon as it gets to ninety it 's just boom, problems all over the treasure valley uh just one after the other and we we diagnose and we figure out and and it seems like you know everybody's a little bit different every lawn's a little bit different um but in some ways they're very much the same um and there's really i would say um i'm thinking there's probably like mm, five maybe four or five real things that tend to be pretty consistent throughout uh the, the years uh that we run into uh we typically see uh, a couple of bugs that are very damaging there are some rare instances of a few others but typically it's chinch bugs and bill bugs mm-hmm. uh, are the two that we see the most when it comes to bugs uh diseases i don't know you know we chris you and i have talked a, a lot about diseases and um I think one of the things I've come to realize when it comes to lawn diseases is it's a dartboard. I mean, it, it's there's no way of knowing when or where it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, most of the diseases,
2: you know, the, I, I hear all the time that I have fungus and the fungus is killing my lawn, and it's trying to convince them it's not the fungus that killed your lawn. It's something else stressed it and the fungus moved in to digest what is already yeah exactly dead and dying. there is
1: something underlying there's something else going on and uh and so that one's always really tough for me like i almost like don't like to throw it into like the category of you know we can set our clocks to chinch bugs and crabs almost you know mm-hmm. um but disease um i you know it's it's really tough to like uh, you know have those hard and fast rules with them definitely um so those two things the other one I usually you know we see a lot of uh, is POA Anna um, and and we'll get into these a little more in depth here in in, a, in the further segments uh, but we I've got I think you and I have actually talked a lot about POA Anna particularly this year that we've recorded this in future years it will be years past but uh, <laughs> but POA Anna is a very interesting topic something that uh, you know it's Kind of misunderstood, often misdiagnosed. And misdiagnosed, yeah, yeah. a lot. Um, so we're going to get into that one, too. And then the other one, I kind of grouped together because I feel like they're really, um, I, th- I you know, I feel like they're kind of one and the same, water and soil, uh, or soil and water, whichever one you want to put first. I think um, if the soil's not good, um, you know, there's other things. I mean, they could be two separate things. Soil, if the soil's not good, it's going to crash. Um, and if you're watering improperly or not at all, or t- way too much, it can also crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two things can happen and, uh, they're pretty closely connected, I think. And, and I think, I guess fertilizing is one of the other ones probably as well. And so that kind of goes along with soil and, and water. And, um, I guess that's kind of the, what would you call that? That's the, uh, the care, um, I'm blanking on the word. Oh, <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> we'll get <laughs> yeah. it you know what it'll it'll, it'll, it'll probably come up like much later in the day um so those are the things we want to talk about today we're going to get into um each one of these things and kind of the symptoms the signs how you can fix it, the underlying causes. And uh, the, the things that you can do to prepare and correct and prevent in the future. All of these things. So we're going to do that here in just a few more. Mo- in just a moment, we're going to go to a quick break here. This is the Zamzos Garden Show. Remember, if you want to, this is a pre-recorded call, our show. So we're not taking phone calls, but you can always reach us at Facebook or at Zamzos
0: at Zamzos.com. And we will be right back. After. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back, right here on Newstalk KBOI.
3: Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and now that we're past the 4th of July, the heat is on. And if you want your lawn to have more green and use less water, it's time to apply some Zamzo's Humagreen. Because in this heat, your lawn doesn't need fed as much as it needs nourished, which is exactly what Zamzo's Humagreen does. Humagreen gives you a lush green lawn without excessive growth. That's because Humigreen is not a fertilizer, it's a unique natural-based product that enhances the soil, adding vital trace minerals that green up your lawn and improve its health. In fact, for every 50 pounds of Humagreen you apply, you're adding the equivalent of 2,000 pounds of compost to your soil. Plus, you're adding humus, which is a natural source of carbon, which helps your lawn retain moisture. You know, it's never too late for a green lawn. And you can sign up for our annual lawn program anytime. So what are you waiting for? Apply some Zamzo's Humagreen to your lawn now, use less water,
0: and get more green. Nobody knows. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the
1: ZAMZO's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. Today we're doing a pre-recorded show, so we are not taking phone calls. Uh, But if you want to be a part of the show, uh, you can't today, uh, but you can some other day. If you have questions, however, you can always reach me at zamzos at zamzos.com. Just send me that email. Uh, You can also find that at our website, zamzos.com. You can also uh, message uh, or make a post on Facebook. I see all that stuff and uh, try to answer your questions as quickly as I can, as quickly as I see them. uh, And uh, make sure that you get the stuff that you need. Figure out what's going on. Um, So. Uh, today, what we're talking about is what we call a uh, lawn crash. So this is uh, that time of year when uh, the, we first start getting you know heat uh, in, in, in summer. you know we, days get up to 90, hundred plus and the lawns that have been looking really good all winter or all spring uh, all of a sudden stop looking really good. <laughs> and then sometimes it seems like it happens overnight. And, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we get a lot of lawn samples, and people say, I mean, what's what's the first thing? I mean, that's almost the first thing people will say. It's just overnight, it just happened. It didn't really happen overnight. It was probably happening for a while. It's just now you can see it.
2: Right. Um, it happens a lot right after you mow. Yeah. You take yeah. off
1: that top fresh growth. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you take off that top one, uh, that yeah, that, that mow once it gets, start getting high um so let's uh let's get into one of the 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 issues that I think um I would say you know when i f when we first started chris I think we most of the bug issues it seemed like to me most of the bug issues we had were grubs or bill bugs right it seems like it's gone almost completely the other way the last i don't know eight yeah. years ten years maybe
2: yeah going not say even five
1: yeah. Uh, in that we've had way more chinch bug issues than grub issues. And what's interesting is that it would be interesting to know, like, did we just miss chinch bugs for so long and just kind of just, you know, went to grubs? Um, I mean, I always looked at samples and found grubs. But um, but I remember when, uh, you know, we first started talking about chinch bugs more and more, and I was like, oh, dang, these are a big problem. Uh, chinch bugs are very prevalent throughout the Treasure Valley. Mm-hmm. And they can be very, uh, very devastating to, to lawns. Uh, so let's get into uh, some of this, the symptoms, some of the signs and the symptoms. Uh, and uh, I'm going to kick this one over to you, Chris. What are, the, for, what are the things that people should be looking out for that they would be noticing uh, if they're starting to suspect chinch bugs in the lawn?
2: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, the, the first thing was you'd really have to be staring at your lawn. But it starts off kind of a freckling on the leaf like a little mosquito bite i think is the best way to describe it but you'd really have to be looking for that but normally it's it's what people are bringing in is the brown patch a brown spot in the yard and that spot's kind of growing
1: it's yeah it's getting bigger yes
2: every week but you can't just come in and say "I have brown spots and it's chinch bug because that's literally everything every (laughs) every disease every bug is gonna start as a brown patch but if you look in that transitional period you'll see that freckling
1: one of the things i've noticed uh on occasion when it comes to chinch bugs is uh depending on you know how new or old you know it's been uh it almost kind of looks like the grass is in general starting to yellow a little bit like if it's widespread Mm -hmm. you know if you're catching it early you can actually see kind of that what was green, and it kind of transitions to almost a yellow more than other places, and then and like you said, it gets bigger and bigger, and then once you you know you don't do anything, then it's just brown and dead, right? Because um, yeah, those chinch bugs uh, can spread, and they they do a lot of damage. But uh, but yeah, so that that. Um, what did you call it a freckle uh, mm-hmm. on the the grass blade so i always like to think of it like chinch bugs are kind of like a the equivalent to a grass mosquito yes they <laughs> feed the exact same way right yeah yes yeah so they've got like a little piercing snout a proboscis and, yeah proboscis it <laughs> <laughs> sounds so gross yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so they you know they're they're crawling around and they they pierce the skin of the grass blade and they're drinking out the grass juice which I, I am yeah, the I, sugars and everything yeah. it gets from
2: photosynthesis yeah. And then I
1: think do I, I can't remember is, do they actually secrete yeah, yeah they, they sec- actually put their their part of their saliva and what they put into the grass actually ends up killing the the grass as well mm-hmm. And uh, and they can kill the lawn eventually. I mean, they will kill it uh, to the yeah. point where, yeah, the roots and everything have died, which you don't typically see a lot of times with fungus, I've found. A lot of times fungus will rarely kill something all the way down to the root. Um, you know, it will seem to, you know, kill it down quite a ways. Um, but a lot of times it ends up coming back, uh, it just looks like. Complete garbage for a long time. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> Probably till fall when we right, cool they, back down and it exactly. can repair. Um, so yeah, the chinch bugs—they're very. They can be very prevalent. Uh, they're very. Uh, they they reproduce very quickly, uh, as well. And they're they're teeny. They, Super small. They are they are so small. They're one of the harder bugs to find, um, and that's where like uh, you we really need to see a sample of it, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Um, there it's been there's been very few times where I was just looking in the grass where I actually found a chinch bug because they you can't distinguish them from the color of the 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 dirt and the, the you know, the bottom part of the, the crown of the grass blade. Like they're they're indistinguishable. Yeah. On occasion I've found an adult, which is pretty rare. Um and usually by the time you see it it's as it's going underneath something else or yeah, jumping away scurrying, hiding yeah. yeah um they're they're very they're very quick they're very difficult to find without that sample you really have to dig up a chunk of it um, and bring it in or uh you know i was uh, uh doing a, a lawn call uh where i can actually you know i dig it up and i can actually turn it over in the part of my shovel and scratch it out enough and find them. Uh, but for most people, if you haven't done that, you're you're never gonna find them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I always
2: found it easier if you had a cylinder yeah. that you could place on the top of the soil and then fill it with
1: water. Yeah, that's a great then way to do. Hopefully, they float to the top. Yeah, They're... they tend to like areas that have a lot of thatch as well. Mm-hmm. But that's not a hard and fast rule. I've seen them in areas and lawns that have basically no thatch oh yeah
2: or they um, love
1: the heat so yeah they're near concrete that's yeah reading so yeah you'll see oh yeah a lot of times you'll see them uh, along curbs or sidewalks first um and what's difficult about that is a lot of times we th- you know you and i probably are similarly is when i see something that's like running along a sidewalk my first thing is a sprinkler's is Blatter, yeah. 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 Um, but that's why you have to, it's a diagnosis, it's a process. You go through the steps, you rule things out, and then you've come to a conclusion. So chinch bugs are certainly, I would say, probably one of our more prevalent, prevalent lawn issues uh, that happen with, you know, that are associated with that lawn crash. Because, uh, and chances are, the chinch bugs are active for a lot longer than we typically see them. Uh, you know They're in the lawn, they're doing their thing They're reproducing They're getting bigger, they're doing some damage But uh, The lawn, because it's cooler in the spring And we've got more water And it's, the, the demand on the grass isn't very high uh, The grass is able to keep growing And outcompetes The damage exactly. from the chinch bugs So as soon as we get hot All that damage that they've been doing All that work that they've been doing Just shows up right away um, so, uh, to prevent your chinch bugs, it's, if you've had issues with chinch bugs in the past, um, it's a good idea to just mark, put that one on the calendar, apply a preventer, put a, bu- a, the chinch bug preventer, the grub preventer. It's the same, uh, two different products, but similar chemicals in them that do similar things, but you can actually prevent them with just one application, two applications a year, um, and you can stop those chinch bugs from getting going. So uh, that's kind of the first one. Those are chinch bugs. We are just about done with uh, part two here. So we will go to a quick break. If you'd like to be a part of the show, if you have questions, you can always email us uh, at zamzos at zamzos.com, or you can message us on Facebook, and we can take those. We will be right back here on the Zamzos Garden Show in just a moment. The
0: Zamzos Garden Show will be back right here on Newstalk KBOI.
4: Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and with me is my dad, Jim Zamzo. Hey, that's a
3: switch. You introducing me.
4: Beauty before age, dad. But I have a short educational quiz for you to take, and I suspect you'll ace it. Okay. What liquid fertilizer is biologically correct and contains every element and every trace mineral plants need to be healthy?
3: Zamzos thrive.
4: And what liquid fertilizer feeds the microbes, nourishes the soil, and stays where you put it so it's there when the plant needs it?
3: Zamzos thrive.
4: And what liquid fertilizer is good for every Plant in your yard and garden, and produces bigger, brighter flowers, tastier fruits and vegetables, and even healthier trees, shrubs, and roses.
3: Zamzos thrive.
4: And what liquid fertilizer is also great for greening up brown or damaged spots in your lawn, even due to pet urine?
3: Again, Zamzos thrive.
4: So what won't Zamzos thrive green up?
3: Concrete and asphalt.
4: I think you passed the quiz, Dad.
3: Do I get a gold star?
4: You get a gold star and a dum-dum.
3: Well, I am a sucker for sweets.
4: Nobody
0: knows. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI.
1: All right, we are back for part three, the Zamzo's Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. With me today is Chris Owings. We are uh, doing a pre-recorded show here in studio. And uh, we're talking about lawn crash, talking about the things that uh, happen in our lawn as soon as it gets hot. You know, we get a lot of these problems and just all of a sudden at the stores and... You know, online we get inundated. Um, well, I don't want to say inundated. It's like we like helping people. A, inundated has a negative context. Yeah, I doesn't? guess that's true. Um, yeah. We have a lot of people with opportunities of which we get to help. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully uh, so, yeah. said. Yeah. That's <laughs> very eloquent. <laughs> um, and then the last segment we talked about chinch bugs. The next one I want to get into is our b- bill bugs. Now, bill bugs... Are um, another uh, another bug. Um, it's, a, it's a little different uh, mode of killing the lawn and, and what it does. So, uh, let's, tell us a little bit about bill bugs. Yeah, billbug by,
2: by the adult is somewhat unique looking. They kind of like weevil
1: like has a yeah, the snout. I think they are weevil.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they really don't do much damage. They're they're just more there to breed. Yeah. It's well, water. no,
1: actually. The weevils are asexual. They don't actually need a partner. They're kind of like aphids in that way. Uh, They they don't need to have uh, another weevil in order to reproduce. Well, there you go. (laughs) But
2: but the larvae, that's what does the damage. They're a little, like a fat grain of rice. They're pretty small and in the soil, and they're just chewing on those roots. Yeah. That's...
1: Yeah, and it's it uh, the grub of that that weevil is um, you know a fat grain of rice is uh I don't, you know a lot of times when you look at like if you're gonna Google a picture of a grub you know you're gonna see something like you know as big as your hand which is right. absolutely disgusting, uh <laughs> but that's not what we that's not what you're gonna find in your lawn these are they're smaller they've got a brown head on them mm-hmm. um and they don't have legs that's another distinguishing right. feature of the 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 bill bug um you know other grubs some of them can have legs um but we typically don't see a lot of those here in Idaho i think the japanese uh uh what's the is it just japanese, japanese beetles? Beetle. Yeah, yeah which I, I i haven't heard a lot about in the last few years but um that's one that i think does have legs i might be wrong there but but bill bugs can be very devastating what's the probably the worst part about the bill bug is that grub just goes through and it just kills the grass like it's just green dead yep nothing left no roots they're they're eating up the roots they don't move very fast they move just enough to keep eating roots and uh and they can kill a lawn very very quickly uh and now the big distinguishing feature there as opposed to a chinch bug is that if you have grubs you can go to that Transition area where the green and bad are coming together, and you can pull that grass back like it's a you know a rug. Yeah, you know, you just pull just it right, right back. Up. Yeah, just peels right out, and you'll find those grubs down there. Um, but they're but they're another devastating one. You're going to treat them kind of like chinch bugs, and I don't usually um you know I, I feel like you can you can see grubs anywhere. They'll show up at any part in the lawn. And a lot of times, chinch bugs, like we mentioned, do tend to show up along the sidewalks. You know, along concrete because they they like that heat. I don't really see that with grubs. No, as much. not at all. Not to say that they couldn't, um, but they they just don't seem to care where they they just they are where they are.
2: Yeah, well, their favorite grass is Kentucky bluegrass, right? And it's yeah.
1: super hard to tell the difference. Between yeah, them, like I mean, they're point, they're, they're right. indistinguishable. Really, so.
2: I mean. That might be the patch they attack. If you have a patch, of can right. take it blue. That's where and, they're going to start.
1: Yeah, and that's actually a good point to, you know, something to bring up too, is that that's why we want to have a, a collection of grass in our lawn. That's why we use multiple types, because bugs and diseases like specific kinds of grass, and if it's a mixture of those things, you slow it down. You know, it might not be, you know, might not stop it, but it'll at least slow it down give you a chance to take care of it. So billbugs, grubs, uh, those—that's another one that's very, you know, you know, pretty, pretty common in lawns. uh, But is Mm -hmm. something that we see a lot of times at that lawn crash. As soon as it happens, you know, get hot, you start to see that the the billbug issues. So, um, so let's go into the next one, uh, Chris, because we—I'd like to talk about this one. um, But annual bluegrass or Poa Mm -hmm. uh, anna—that's two different names, typically, uh, depending on. I don't know how people choose which one they they say. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. <laughs> Even on chemicals, yeah, it's, both it's all yeah. different. Yeah, I I mean, I always say annual bluegrass because I don't I don't know. That's just I don't like saying Poa anna. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> Poa annua. Um, which one do you prefer? Uh, I think I do say Poa anna. Do you? Yeah. Um, well, That's just so, nice. just in case, you know, now you know that those are the same exact things. Annual bluegrass, Poa anna, same, same exact things. Now, for a long time, or I think, you know, I think we've been working on this for a while now. But a lot of times, you know, when you see, uh, you'll y- y- one of the distinguishing features of Poa anna is that seed head. Yes. Um. And in Annual bluegrass likes to go to seed at a very short height, which is very different from other grasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like your your rye grass, it needs to get up. I mean, yeah, twelve to, to twenty four inches, yeah. yeah, before it's going to go to seed. Um, I've uh, what kind of how tall do uh, fescues need to get? I feel like they need to get a bit taller. Yeah, I would say fourteen plus inches. Yeah, yeah. before they're going to try to go to seed. Um, And then, so I think that where the confusion comes in a lot of times with annual bluegrass is uh, with Kentucky bluegrass, because they are both bluegrasses, Mm -hmm. uh, but they're very very different in a lot of, I mean, obviously one's an annual and the other's a perennial. Yep. Uh, Kentucky bluegrass will actually spread by a a root um, as well as by seed. Um, But for a long time, it seemed like, uh, you know, as soon as spring hit and we got some rain, um, you'd see the seed stem, the seed head start to come up, pop up in the lawn. A lot of people will kind of freak out about it, actually, Um, which I always find kind of interesting. And I'm not sure like I don't have I guess I don't have a lot of. Like I you know I've never grew I I've never lived in California. I never lived with warm season grasses. So I I guess you know in some of those places I guess in California they might not have lawns at all. I don't actually know. Uh but you know in those warm season grasses um I don't even know how No, I don't either. I mean they have you. to go to seed at some point, right? Yeah. Um but I don't I don't know what their seed head is like or what they look like. They those grasses are kept so short. Uh, that I just and they spread by a runner so or stolen so mm-hmm. um, you know you just never see that so I guess it's just it's just something you just you're not sure about and so I, I think a lot of times when it comes to a lawn when we see something we're not sure about our first reaction is to think uh oh yep gotta kill this something's wrong <laughs> um, but uh, so there's been a lot of confusion I think around annual bluegrass and Kentucky bluegrass. In that your Kentucky bluegrass goes to seed, and that's what makes up a lot of our lawn it's a because we have that mixture, there's a lot of Kentucky bluegrass in a lot of lawns, and so you will see it go to seed, and it's not always because the annual bluegrass goes to seed at the same time uh there there became this association, and so people would see seed head we'd think a lot of people would think that it's annual bluegrass, and oh my gosh, what am I going to do mm-hmm. um but the thing with annual bluegrass is as soon as you get hot, it dies. Yes. And it dies completely. There is, will be nothing left. It's going to die, um, and you mow over it, you're probably going to pick a lot of it up. Um, and that's where uh, I see a lot of confusion come in. Now, what I would say is when you have that annual bluegrass – Um, usually I find it's associated with something else. Something else happened in the lawn, for instance, a bill bug or a chinch bug.
2: Yeah, something thinned
1: it. Yeah, something thinned it. I mean, chances are annual bluegrass is in your lawn right now. But it can't really fill in a spot until there's other grasses it can't compete because it can't right. really no out
2: competition them.
1: yeah so it needs that hole it needs that opening to really get into that area and so what you find is annual bluegrass becomes a problem when you've got a problem that you didn't completely fix <laughs> right mm-hmm. uh so so you know that's one thing and, and typically you'll see the seed stem left over in a dead spot and that's probably your best indicator Yep. that you've got it. Uh, all right, so we are done with part three of the Zamzo's Garden Show. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk about a few other things that contribute to lawn crash here in just a moment
0: on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on Newstalk KBOI. Hi this is Josh Zamzo and right now all pottery
5: at all Zamzos is buy one get one free. A few weeks ago I was telling you about a nationwide shortage of pottery but not at Zamzos. Last year our buyers learned that a shortage was imminent so we literally doubled our order of pottery and now have the largest selection of pottery we've ever had. And what's even better right now every pot at every Zamzos is buy one get one free. That means when you come in for one pot you're going to leave with two. Which is great if you're looking for matching pots for the pad or front entry how about lining the driveway with potted trees during this sale you can and a half price and we have an amazing selection of pottery to choose from in all sizes shapes styles and colors but selection is limited to stock on hand and varies from store to store so shop now and get the color size and style you want before they're gone during ZAMZO's buy one get one free sale on pottery going on now at all 13 ZAMZO's
0: The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on News Talk, KBOI.
1: All right, we are back. Part 4, of The Zamzos Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. Chris Owings is with me today in the studio. We've been talking about lawn crash. Uh, you know, as soon as it gets hot uh, in the summer or, you know, sometimes in the spring, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we end up getting, uh, you know, just a lot of lawns crash a lot of problems start to show up and we see a lot of uh things happen to lawns and there's a a lot of different things that contribute to that crash we've talked about a couple of them so far we've talked about bill bugs chinch bugs uh annual bluegrass uh and and now we're going to get into uh probably some of the more important things i think that contribute to lawn crash because you know with with all those ones we talked about before, really, there is some underlying issue. typically, there's something else that's going on uh in the lawn that we can work on that can really make these other things almost non existent really i mean I guess you you know you're always gonna get you you might i shouldn't say always, but a lot of times you can get bugs even if you're doing everything right
2: sure and and you're i probably guarantee you're doing everything right you have bugs you just don't know it exactly and i think that's and that's,
1: a, and that's a great point chris actually mm-hmm. if you're doing the things right you yeah you probably do have bugs but if everything's right and you know, once you have that balance that um, ecosystem yeah it's actually not not that bad at big a deal because mm-hmm. you know you might you know if you get a little bit here and there you can take care of it you just get it back into into balance, and things start to go away. So, so let's talk about some of those the balance issues. Um, and I'd like to start with uh, let's start with soil um, because you know in uh, I think soil is the most important thing. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when it comes to growing things, uh, but what are some of the things that you typically see uh, being big soil issues that contribute to lawn crash? The biggest
2: thing, with clay compacted soil maybe the dog's running on it constantly and just compacts that clay soil and the amount of moisture it can retain
1: yeah retain or drain away Mm -hmm. you know it can kind of go either way uh but yeah clay soil i mean we we do have a lot of clay uh in the treasure valley depending on where you're at certain areas are a little more sandy um, but I, I feel like a lot of times with our soils, it's just kind of feast or famine, right? It's either you've got something that's pretty decent or you've got something that's just devoid of everything (laughs) Uh, and that's where we want to put the work like I always say like if you're going to put some work and time into uh, taking care of a lawn or a flower bed or whatever it is invest the most in the soil absolutely Uh, is that's the thing we want to improve the most so uh, so what are what are some of the things what are what what are some steps people can take to like just improve the soil in general uh, to prevent this
2: yeah, I mean, a brand new lawn. It hasn't even been turfed yet. I like compost. I think yeah. the more composting it down, the better. Just add that the mineral pack back to it. Help break up that clay. Diversify,
1: uh, diversify the microorganisms and exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, beneficial funguses. There's a lot to compost. Compost Absolutely. is good. Other than that, if it's established, then I do the the huma green.
1: Yeah. And you and I are a little well, I don't know if we're a little different on this, but uh, I mean you you and I you know, I love humogreen. I think it's an you know, absolutely great product. I still like I still like an aeration, personally. Um yeah, I don't know, that's I, what
2: I never do. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, I know, <laughs> right? I
1: don't it's it's weird. I mean yeah. that's the thing. I when it comes to a lot of these things, you go to Zamzo's, you can talk to ten different people and get ten different answers. And that upsets is not it's not always the best because you know you want a consistent answer, um, but that's kind of you know you talk to a hundred gardeners, they're going to tell you a hundred different ways to garden, right? it's yeah. the same with lawns, and, and
2: most of them work. Yeah, you know, exactly. Know what I mean? yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. I mean those things work. I you know I like an aeration, like I want to do an aeration, and then I want to put compost down on top of it, or I want to put more humus green on top of it because I want it to you know get. Further down, and I don't know. It, maybe it's just the old school, like lawn care part of me that just likes. Uh, you know, I just like an aeration every now and then. Well, I totally agree. I, if,
2: I mean, if you aerate and put something good back down the hole, yes. I agree, hundred and ten percent.
1: And that's my biggest caveat when it comes to you know people say, oh, I aerated last year, and I said, well, did you do anything else? Because if you aerate and you don't do anything else. Uh, you've done nothing, right? You know, nothing's changed. You've relieved compaction. You've allowed gas exchange in the soil, but the soil goes back to exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, so you've got to do some sort of top dressing with more compost or more humic green, and and I I just like doing that. I for some I don't know what it is, but you can absolutely, like you said, you can just just put more humic green down <laughs> yeah. over the top. It's gonna it's gonna work good, and the lawn's gonna enjoy it. And uh, you know, you won't you won't have any issues. Well, you might have some issues. But uh so investing in the soil I think is the biggest one. Now watering. Watering is one I think um I mean, we talk about it the
2: It's ton. our number one biggest mistake. I yeah.
1: Think. It's so it's it's a really difficult uh I don't know what the right re- like sell. It's a difficult way to it's difficult to talk to people about watering. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and and I don't know I don't know why. Um, but there's, I, I think a lot of times people, we tend to think that, you know, I've got to put more water out there, more water. That's mm-hmm. what it needs. I, I see think a that's, brown spot. There yeah. must be
2: water. Yeah. And
1: that's, I, I don't know why that's our natural reaction is to put more water out there. Um, and, and I think what we really need to do is just, is really just take that step back, investigate first. And that's why I've liked the water audit kit so much because mm-hmm. yes, it's yeah. like he, you know trust me do this first. It will tell you so much. And what's interesting I think with the water audit kit is it just it, you you realize visually oh. <laughs> it's like the light bulb goes off and you, it happens. You notice it, you see it. And uh, and it's very telling uh what's what's actually happening. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So definitely uh, go with that. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult one to talk about. I mean, I think we've probably done a couple of recorded shows already about watering. We can get into watering a lot because it's a very deep, um, deep topic and very involved. Um, but uh, bottom line with watering, deep, infrequent, always better. Um, Always. Too much
2: water does more damage to the soil than not enough.
1: Yeah. And I think it just it contributes to stress. I mean, if the water, you know, I always say plants can hold their breath, but they can't hold it forever. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got to dry out. They've got to have moments where there's little to no water there. Yeah. uh, Just for their own health.
2: I tell customers all the time it doesn't rain every day in the rainforest
1: Yeah, when we live in the desert we're not even growing the same plants. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's great. Uh you know that's very good. Okay so the last one uh we want to talk about is is fertilization. Um and I think coming into summer uh you know what we talked about at the beginning is these are cool season grasses. They like to, they like the cooler temperatures. That's when they grow and perform the best. When we get into summer, it's very stressful. And I think the number one thing that they need going into summer is a quality food. Definitely. Uh, you, if, if if you think about, uh, you know there's probably a lot of different analogies you could make but if you go into something that's you know going to take a while and it's stressful you know you're going to go camping let's say you're going to go hiking if you don't take anything with you you're going to have a very miserable time yeah. <laughs> right you've got to you've got to be prepared and that's what feeding the lawn is it's preparing it for the, that long haul because we don't want to give those lawns our grasses our cool season grasses a whole bunch of fertilizer going into the most the time where they're going to be under the most stress what we want is to just slowly feed them which is why the lawn food uh, step two is so important because it's a lower dose it feeds for a long time and then we hit them with huma green or apply huma green it doesn't have hardly any nitrogen in it I think what is it 3% three, three percent? Three percent, yeah, yeah. Uh so humigreen just gives a little bit of food, but a lot of iron and holds on to moisture, moisture and water. And it's literally the best thing I think that we can do for our lawns is getting that lawn that humigre that lawn food humigreen combo in transitioning to summer I think is vitally important. Okay. Well that's uh that's about it. Chris, I don't know if you can believe it, but we are done. Yeah, I know, <laughs> going You're through this quick. Uh, thank you all for listening today. I appreciate it. This is a pre-recorded show. Should be back live here pretty soon. And uh, we will talk to you all again here in the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo. And one of our customers was out in their yard and noticed all these
3: brown spots in the lawn. After some investigation, he found out these spots were all getting water, but the soil was so hard and compacted that the water simply was not penetrating. Well, that's exactly the reason we invented Zamzo's Peneter. Peneturf makes water go vertical. Through a biological process, Zamsel's Peneturf breaks up hard, compacted soils, including heavy clay, and allows water to penetrate. In fact, a few years ago at the baseball stadium, they had a place in the field where water wouldn't drain. Chris Owings poured some Zamsel's Peneturf directly into the standing water. And much to everyone's amazement, the water drained into the soil right then. Well, if Zamsel's Peneturf can work for a compacted baseball field, it can work for you. So if you have brown spots where water won't penetrate, apply some Zamzo's Penetrator and soften the
0: soil in your lawn or garden. Nobody Knows Like Zamzo.